0: This episode of the Mike On Much podcast is in partnership with Jameson. Good things come in threes. Welcome to the Mike On Much podcast. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. I'm here with my friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We're also here with our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. Erica is not here this evening. We're recording this. Uh... Why not... isn't she here, by the way? Uh, oh, I, I know sure. why.
1: Is it because her boyfriend's band, The Dirty Nil, no are playing tonight? Yes, mm. that's.
2: Nice. I'm guessing. Shout out to The Dirty Nil, no. but she doesn't want to tell us that, mm. <laughs>
1: right? Because that would seem maybe unprofessional.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, but we are. You're going to
1: be listening to this, Erica,
0: and we're we're noting your absence. <laughs> well, we know why, probably. Yeah, uh, but it is an evening record, you know. Mm. Um. So yeah, we're doing this in the evening. It's been uh, a couple days since we recorded. Yeah. Uh, this is a bit of a
1: pre-drink for our holiday party that we're going to
0: That's true uh, We are going to an event after this So we're like, let's knock out a pod for the people Answer some listener questions uh, Maybe talk about some topics And then go do some holiday drinking
1: Yeah, well, to be fair um, This holiday party that we're going to is, is really a way to make amends, I think Because it's, it's our lawyer's holiday party <laughs> And they've been taking forever To figure out some legal work Mm. And so this is just an excuse to really take as much free booze and pizza as possible. Yeah,
2: I was wondering if he was going to email today, because you know how right before you're about to meet someone in person, you got you don't want any awkwardness? Oh. So he's like, hey guys, just to let you know, this is going along great. It's good news.
1: Yeah. See you tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart, savvy move. Those lawyers know how to do it.
0: We will enjoy that party.
1: We will. But I want to say the beer that we're drinking right now, uh, six pack here, is uh, from my old roommate Dave Friesen, who I helped move. This morning. This Jameson's pack you got here. This awesome Jameson's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, we're starting with some beer, but then when we get to the party later, we'll have a uh, Jameson ginger because and lime. Because good things come in three. Just True. like podcast hosts. Yeah. Uh, and
1: Jameson ginger
0: and lime. <laughs> uh, uh, so you helped Dave move this morning.
1: Yeah. It's funny because... Um, So Dave, who I went to school with, he lived in the house on Arkell Street. Awesome dude. He listens to the pod. He's up to date with what we do. Shouts to Dave. He and his wife and his little baby Jake are moving out to Peterborough. They're getting like a a big person's house. Not big person's. A big boy's house. An adult house. They live in an apartment right now. And they're uh, settling down over there. And they needed some extra hands. And he, uh, he got me... It's funny that he t- asked me to help because I'm notoriously the, like, the least helpful person when it comes to anyone moving. Like, that's the reputation
0: you'd be, I have. You'd be low on my list of people Very to ask. low, but I guess he doesn't but have... But you do show up. I do show up, usually at the end and usually at the schmooze. You, you want to get in the photo and have a beer, but yeah, you don't want to yeah. lift a couch.
1: Exactly. But I actually had a nice time moving stuff at his house. It was weird. It was like my frame of mind was better. I felt really good about helping Dave for some reason. Whereas like, I just did a move from Toronto to Hamilton with Lauren and I hated every second of it. And that was with professional movers doing all the work. I still didn't even want to have anything to do with it. So I don't know why that I was trying to like figure out what the mental hurdle was. Because I think once you move all the
2: stuff in, that's just half the battle. Then it's like, I have to deal with all this stuff for the next two months.
1: It was like, it was a one hour commitment in this time. Whereas Mm -hmm. when you're preparing to move, there's like, those conversations were like, "We're moving, we're moving." You have we have we got boxes for the moving yet? Oh. Have we organized the move yet? You already give me anxiety. Oh, I hate yeah. it. So it's just much. a workout for you though. Yeah, to me it was like an hour being a good guy, and he sends me home with a six pack. Yeah, not bad. So it was pretty good.
0: Pretty. I'm actually helping my brother move tomorrow morning. Oh,
1: oh, I, am I supposed to help with that?
0: I don't know. Have you what time about? is it? I think I, he said nine, which is shocking for me. But my brother after wants this to holiday party. Yeah, nine a.m. Hey, man. Wow. I I feel like I'm slowly uh, working my muscle of, like, I still want to sort of have some autonomy as an adult and, like, go out and enjoy things like NBA basketball games, drinks with my friends, especially on the holidays. But it doesn't mean that I can then sleep in or, like, skip my daughter duty. Like, I have to be up with Winona. So I've gotten way better at the turnaround time. I, I, so I, in the past, I'd be like, oh, man, I can't... Uh, 9 a.m., that's that's rough. It's like, I'm going to be up at 6.30 anyway with the baby. So it's actually kind of a good thing that Greg wants to get started at 9. Because mm. to me, I've already been up for two and a half hours with the baby. Damn. Is so. there
2: any chance that you'll get too drunk and then miss the move?
0: Well, Shane, there's always a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but I think – I don't know of how many people Greg has. So, And I'm just really excited to see his place. He's up in like uh, – He's, uh, he's downtown, but like up by Blurnhouse. He's in the annex. Yeah, yeah man. So And he's really excited, and I'm excited. And He's a cr- right across the street from my grandma's
1: uh, old folks home.
0: Really? Yeah. I, I, you can see like right out of her window. You can now knock off like two visits in yeah, one yeah. go these days. You yeah. can pop by Grammys and then go over to Grace. That's my favorite kind of thing, because right
1: after I, I hung out with Dave this morning helping him move, I went down the street to see Peter Rosenthal. He was two blocks down, and then I had
0: lunch with Matt Fruckman. Oh, that's like... this is You had like a max uh, gold star day. It was day. so good. Dropped off Lauren
1: in the morning, took the bus into Toronto, helped Dave... Go see Peter Rosenthal for brunch. Go see Matt Fruckman for lunch. Come to the office. Twenty-minute nap right here. Go to your building. Get a little thirty-minute workout in. Forty-five-minute wow. workout in. Shower back here. Eating
0: pizza, drinking beer with the boys. Come on,
1: how good is that? <laughs> that was awesome. That nice was a nice job. little
0: run. Uh, and also, Manager Ash brought us a pizza. Like, there's a pizza. Here. Like, we are. This is like a good life right now. This is feeling good. Amazing life. Um, you know, I, I hope you're there tomorrow. It'll be fun. To hang if you're going to come help move, my bro. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. What's tomorrow? The twenty-ninth. Maybe it's a Friday.
1: Yeah. Tomorrow's Friday. I took a, I took a day off to help it's my brother. My pre birthday Eve. My birthday yeah. Eve. I
0: forget. You're in November. Where, Holy crap, it? Max! Yeah, it's tomorrow. Well, the thirtieth is my birthday. Thirtieth is oh. your birthday. Right now, it's the twenty eighth. Yeah. Oh my God, don't Maxie. Really. Mm-hmm. What are the plans this weekend? Are you a, you're, are you a birthday celebration kind of guy? I can't remember what you said. In I'm that. one of those like uh, I think we've talked about this before. Where it's like I, I
1: like to do an all shucks thing about it. Where I'm yeah, like, no. come on, I don't care about my birthday. It's but, the man way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't put my birthday on my Facebook or any of that stuff. But then. I'm secretly hoping word gets
2: out. Of course. Because then you get all the credit for not caring. yeah, yeah. And you get more of a celebration.
1: <laughs>
0: Guys, this should be a taste buds. Celebrating your own birthday. Yeah, it's already your yeah. birthday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you are planning then to get, get uh, busy on the weekend. Have some fun. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> it <happens> <laughs> uh, that's exciting. So hopefully we'll remember two days from now. Yeah, two
1: days from next. Um, Shane, I heard you were hungover this morning.
2: Who'd you hear that from? I don't know. Just, Sammy just, told you. Word didn't. on the street, our buddy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I heard you... Because I saw some photos on social media that you were reuniting with your old work buddies. Yeah. Who should I... I just heard somebody yelling at the top of their lungs. The but, game, the rapper, is having a CD release party in this building right now. The game is here? I don't think he's actually here, but there is a big listening party. Hmm. That's why when you guys came into the building, there was like... That beautiful woman with a clipboard with a guest list kind of thing, right? I, 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 that's for the game. Man. Yeah,
0: there's stuff mm. popping on on fifth. Yeah. We were told that mm. there was free tacos and, and alcohol that we should pop by. Yeah, if mm. I knew the game was going to be there, I don't think he's there, but it's wow. for him, okay. that's cool. Yeah, that's well, what the yelling is, though. I, I can only guess.
2: But yes, uh, back to my story. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm the one who interrupted it. But uh, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was very drunk, and uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea how to like balance. My life, it's hard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I like I wanted to. I want to go tonight, but I don't know if I can. And how is that bad that I don't go to the lawyer party? Is it because you don't want to go, or is because Alex says just come on home? No, I told Alex. I was like, listen, I'm partying three nights this week. <laughs> I played it because I I went out on Tuesday, went out last. It was on night. Tuesday. Uh, Jr. is kind of like. It's weird. He's starting like a club or something where we just hang out on Tuesdays and do something on Tuesday nights.
1: That's kind of nice, actually. Yeah. Like, you get like a little mandate.
2: Well, he heard that I was excluded from a great cup party. I'm not even making this up. But he's like, I hate that. I hate excluders. He's like,
0: we should start a club where we just, all the excluders get together and we exclude people. <laughs> you could call your club the excluded. Okay. You know, kind of like the, uh, what was that band? There's like an emo band. Uh, never mind, I can't think of him. button. Uh so JR so that means JR's listening to the podcast or did he just get this information around? He only around
2: listens if his name is mentioned. Ah. So he will listen to the full episode just in case we come around or do a little JR button. But uh <laughs> Yeah, he's he listens like and he asks me all the time, Was I mentioned in an episode? He goes, you'll get me to listen to the whole episode. And um, So
1: what's the Tuesday night plans then? What are you gonna do? Uh what you do? we
2: we went to Westtown the one night, which I talked about, and we went to Merritt this night. Mm. And we just talked about Jared's life. Or more like I just <laughs> nod my head a lot and Jar like just telling me <laughs> stuff. It's pretty good. Like Jar's one of the best people to hang out with because there's like
1: zero pressure to carry any load. Oh, of conversation. it's the best. that's why I love hanging out yeah. with. Him. Oh, it's just a delight because mm-hmm. usually I feel like if I go out, I'm like, I'm gonna be the sort of person sort of playing point guard to a degree. Actually, you're good at this too. Yeah. Like you, when you're around, you do a lot of that. Me? Yeah. Yeah, oh, Mike is so very stress free to hang out with. Yeah, because too. it's like, oh, Mike's got this. But when you're around JR, JR's just like chatting with everybody. You can just be like mm-hmm. the, the, the meek little guy yeah. on the side. It so you, can nice. you can be yeah. It's, yeah, which, it's like a wallflower. Yeah.
2: You're like a 40%er. Mike's like a 68%er. What Jane, what's 40% mean? Like. I can be stress-free if you're around 40% of the time, mm. but sometimes you'll just have little pockets to just let people fend for them- themselves. Oh. <laughs> Mike's always got my back, so he's, like, really good. And JR, it's just like, it's almost like, come on, JR, I got, well, I got a few words here to say. So it's yeah. almost too stress Yeah, you're free. like, L- let me say
1: one yeah. goddamn
0: thing. Uh, well, I hope JR's listening to this episode. This oh, is a, he will. He's a lot. So uh, JR, obviously... Uh, a, a television personality uh, based out of Hampton he's got this great Christmas party that he throws every year for charity uh, I think it's got to be sold out I, mean, I don't even think we have to promote it but if it's not hey man December 23rd I've done it Buy a table 10 years in a row or something. are you performing this year?
1: that's the room oh is it like secret? no I'll be there come on And the beaches are going to be there no it's going to be
2: good is Dirty Nil going to be there? I'm sure. Yeah. That means Erica will actually show up. Yeah. Erica. <laughs> <laughs> we should record a pod
0: uh, before the uh, Jared Diggs Christmas show, which is always a huge That's where Erica met
2: the Dirty Nil guy. If I'm uh, allowed to say this. Yeah. Erica,
1: if I'm not, edit this part out. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah they made out on my couch. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh,
1: anyway. The
0: real test will be because Erica's going to edit this episode yeah. if all of this stays. Yeah. Uh, the listeners will be getting a, mm-hmm. a preview here. Yeah, I
2: saw Kyle at uh, the coffee shop the other day. Kyle's wow. a great yeah. Guy. I saw him the other day, too. Yeah.
0: I ran into Kyle at the uh, the show with um, Alex Cameron. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he was a big fan of Alex Cameron. No? He wasn't?
1: No. no. Um, but anyway, so Shane, is that all you're saying about last night? That's all you did? There's so many restrictions to last
2: night <laughs> that I don't even want to talk about last okay, night. Okay, fair enough.
1: That's a that's yeah, fine. But it,
2: what I will say is... There's an embargo, just for our listeners. There is. There's yeah. an
1: embargo. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into it. That's the last I had
2: I had it. a brilliant idea to create a character named Sammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anytime we talk about somebody who we can't talk about, we just say we met this guy Sammy. Yeah. And Sammy's the guy we talk about, but. I thought it was genius. You guys didn't like it. Though. I, I love the idea,
1: but we got to like, respect Sammy's wishes. Sammy has got <laughs> Sammy
0: has very strict, uh, you know, we have to respect the rules of, of, of Sammy's life. And there was so there's like 10 guys out last night and maybe somebody sh- shouldn't have been out and didn't, didn't make, you know, got a little too drunk. And they were just like, you can't talk about it on the podcast. Right. So right.
1: respect to Sammy. We're respecting
0: mm-hmm. Sammy's wishes. Yeah. 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 But you guys lose a really funny story. Yeah. That yeah. involves uh, all sorts of. Funny yeah. Come to the lawyer party. If you're listening, we'll (laughs) tell it to you there.
1: Oh, never mind. It's the podcast, not live, but whatever.
2: So what happened is, though, (laughs) I was out, and then I was about to, like, go home. Sammy shows up. (laughs) And Sammy likes going to a lot of bars. Can I say that about him? Okay. So Sammy wants to go to 10 bars in one hour period. And Sammy's making me buy him all the drinks because wow. <laughs> it's like I'm like paying for his hang. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> uh, it was like I was not expecting this night to go this way. I end up um, like I'm actually wearing Sammy's shirt right now. I had to borrow, <laughs> borrow it. I actually like this shirt. It's great shirt. Uh, because I and I'm very embarrassed. That's you good.
0: Thank you. You can't. I, I. You. You should go to this lawyer party. You might not look better than that.
2: I just feel so horrible because of last night and. I did, and I'm very embarrassed to admit this. I'm way too old to do this. If you're a grown man past thirty, <laughs> you should not be vomiting. I don't think. Like it was just, it just came up. Like it's not. It wasn't a warning. Like oh man, I think I might have to go to the. It's just blah. Like got all over Sammy. Got like ruined my shirt. <laughs> now I'm wearing Sammy's very cool shirt, but and I appreciate it. But it was just. Just the worst day at work today, and mm. oh, I, and then I forgot I had made a meeting a while ago with the uh, the semen in analysis clinic. So the doctor's like just making sure you're going to show up today. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm just they, – because they, they were kind of worried that I was just doing the semen analysis because Birchall – or the nut and I are going to be uh, – <laughs> Ironic name at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to be analyzing our sperm to see who's got the higher sperm count. But they wanted to make sure this wasn't just going to be a joke segment. So I was like, listen, my wife's an educator. We have a the whole blog. We, we talk about m- miscarriages, everything. We're very open and honest about it. And yes, comedy is a part of it, but that's just more of a – conduit to get people to listen to it and we are going to take it very seriously but we're going to, it's gonna be a healthy mix anyway they still want to meet me and i'm like okay i think it's gonna be a five minute meeting they have a boardroom set up and a uh powerpoint presentation for me
1: what and it's this? a
2: catered lunch wow. and it's, it's all for me so i think they thought i was like gonna be like a normal guy or something like a real media person, but I showed up, just hair a mess, this shirt, like, I'm just like, Ugh. and I had to <laughs> hold it together for the entire time. How long s- was it? It was an hour and a half. Holy God. Yeah, and it was a Russian guy, uh, yeah, and he had a, he had, was very funny, but you had to take him very seriously. You, we're going to meet him, because he's going to come down and do the results.
0: A Russian guy?
2: He wanted to- uh, Dr.
0: Wino Yankov? He,
2: he <laughs> like this. <laughs> I don't know why but I like that a lot. But uh, <laughs> um because that really was more of a yaw accent than It was. Wiener so much German. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, shit. But he has a very good Russian name. I can't remember um Sminar? No. Uh,
0: anyway, he'll be on the pod.
2: He's going to come down and uh no pun intended. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, are you, so you and the nut, so we've talked about this in a previous episode. You guys are going to compare your sperm count to see who is more, uh, has the higher count.
2: Yeah, because he's concerned that he has a low count, and I'm convinced I have a high count.
0: And I guess we'll find out the results yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. And what we'll have...
2: well, was funny because, like, a woman came in too because she wanted to suss me out. And uh, she's like, well, why do you think you have a high sperm count? And it was so hard on the spot to be like, professional about that question because I I didn't want to seem like a goof. I'm like, well, every time I've had unprotected sex, uh, there's been a pregnancy. <laughs> and I thought it was pretty good. I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah. That's yeah. good. And, and what did she say? She, Yeah, she did. She <laughs> kind of it was like, ooh. And kind of like laughed a little bit. But it was good. I thought I handled it appropriate.
0: Oh, my goodness. But it was
2: surreal. Like, I wish you could have been there to describe it much better than I am because he showed me all like the jerk-off stations and everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And I went Those in. Those are the official names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Please> <laughs> <shame>. Come <laughs> over to jerk-off station number one. I can't do Russian. I don't know what Russian is.
2: Well, it was so fascinating because he was telling me stories too like um there is a 14 year old he had cancer so they had him in there to save Save his sperm for kid then there was a a jewish guy who it's against his religion to jerk it Mm. so this was in secret yeah and so he had to come like he had to have sex with his wife into a condom and bring the condom in
0: wow Wow. doesn't the sperm survive that
2: Apparently, yeah, they have this whole thing. He must have thing. chilled
0: that condom immediately.
2: Yeah. And then, like some people don't like jerking at the jerk station, so they bring their, their wife in to like do it for them. Like right. it was very interesting, but we were having all these conversations, like very straight faced and, and normal. Wow. It was very cool.
1: Where is this clinic?
2: It is on uh, 70 base, 700 Base Street. No, let's write that down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, just to use the jerk It room? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, what would you do if they were, like, say they test your sperm and like, oh my goodness, this is literally the highest count we've ever seen. You have superhuman sperm. Uh, you need to use this for good. It's very valuable.
2: I'd call Guinness for sure. That's been a dream of mine. I'd always wanted to be in that book.
0: Could you imagine getting in for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be great. I would congratulate you. But I was going to say, what if it, they were like, there are many uh, women who would like to use this sperm to get <laughs> pregnant. Will you donate your sperm? Alex would not have that at all. Uh, yeah. So I, that's why I'm wondering what no, you would we've, say.
2: We've talked about this. Uh, <laughs> 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 obviously, it's one of those conversations you have. And uh, she, yeah, she doesn't like it.
0: They were going to give you $15,000 a donation. So every time you mm. went to one of these stations and then provided a little cup of your, your seed.
2: I'd say yes, but Alex would probably say no.
0: They say, okay, they up it to 20000
2: that that's only five grand. I want all. the number that like Alex would allow you. Right for a million, she would for sure. Okay. Okay. What if it's a million it's a million dollar baby?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There we go.
2: But I have to actually have engage in the intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she'd let me
0: for a million dollars? Yeah. This is the plot of Indecent Proposal. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but in the Indecent Proposal, is it a given that they're gonna have sex, or is it just, we just like call Alex right now? It's,
0: <laughs> you're could. loving these Collins lately. It could be very gimmicky. Uh, in, in the plot for Indecent Proposal, yeah, Robert Redford is a millionaire, and he goes to Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore, and he says, I want one evening with your wife. It will be a million dollars. And the whole thing is basically they, they, they think about it, and they go, we'll accept that we really need the money. But it actually ruins their relationship because Woody Harrelson can't get over uh, the sort of jealousy not only because, also like I think the Robert Redford character does like her more so Hello? than just. Hey. Oh, oh, Sorry. we got her. She's called um, in. Um,
2: I'm just, just recording the pod, so uh, no, uh, no swearing. Uh, <laughs> but we're just wondering a, a question. So I went to the sperm center today, as you know. Yeah. If a woman offered me a million dollars for my sperm, no, let's start at ten thousand. For ten thousand, for my fifteen thousand, for my sperm, would you be okay with her having it? We don't have sex or anything, though. She just gets the sperm.
1: Why is she getting the sperm?
2: Because she wants it. Because she found out I have the best stuff. You're she
1: ridiculous. W-
2: yeah, but just... Would would you be okay with it? No. Okay, for a million bucks, would you?
0: What, is she making a baby with it? Like, is that yeah. it? Yeah, She's not going anywhere near you?
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be okay for a million?
0: A hundred, though.
2: hundred? Oh, oh. You do, hmm. Okay, but let's say I got to... I had to actually do it for real.
1: Mm, yeah, you. I'd kill you. Like I'd actually. I think okay. I'd kill you first.
2: Okay, we're just wondering. Okay, okay bye-bye. bye
1: bye.
0: <laughs> bye. That answers that. Good hmm. so yeah. so for a hundred thou. You there would be an, another little Cunningham running around potentially. Yeah,
2: it's weird to lower the amount in the.
1: In the I, 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 I think that
0: was her being honest. I, I actually you know. respected sort of her saying this is actually my number. Instead yeah. of staying at the fictitious... Because here's the thing. You could get offered 100000 That's not out of the realm of possibility. That actually feels plausible on some level. Why? We could have a very wealthy listener that maybe is having, a couple that's having trouble conceiving. Mm-hmm. Um, they want a little Shaniac. Maybe they're Shaniacs and they want your seed. And maybe yeah. they can couple together the 100k. This could happen. That'd be
2: neat. Yeah.
0: That'd be very interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Would you do it, Max? Because you're probably way more likely than me. Actually, Shaniacs are probably a little more demented
1: than our house fans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. I mean, but there's enough other willing participants. It's, it's one of those things I probably wouldn't want to get involved in. You know what I mean, and nothing. There's enough other people like donating their sperm that to get little. for a million bucks. You
2: won't donate your sperm because they specifically want they want ours. yours to build yeah, a kid. That, it feels a little weird to me. Of Whatever. course it is. That's what the, what the million bucks is for. Yeah, I don't know. Let's call Lauren. All right, <laughs> <laughs> do the, all the phone calls. Not to belabor it too much, but Mike, a million bucks for your sperm? Do you
1: do
0: it? <laughs> oh, it just. I mean. To be honest, it'd be a very sort of long conversation about the ethics, how, like how involved am I in the child's life? Am I able to live with the thought that I have a child out there that I don't have any contact with? Mm-hmm. Sort of my own sense of responsibility. Like, I think it's very plausible I, I walk away from that, um, depending on the dynamics. Let's say the
2: kids in Africa.
0: Well, but that's <laughs> the thing is, it's like I think I would want to be Like, if if I had a kid walking around out there, I think I would want to be involved on some level. So it'd almost be even weirder to just take the money, give them the sperm, and keep it moving. Yeah. Do you know? Mm -hmm. It's just there'd be a lot of ethical questions, but you cut a check and you put it in front of me, and then they send me to one of those rooms you were talking about. Yeah. How strong am I going to be, and do ethics go out the window? It's a very interesting question. I I don't know the answer, but I imagine Mm -hmm. after a long, drawn out conversation with Danica, maybe we pass, Mm -hmm. you know? But I'm not immune to, like, knowing what a million dollars could do for our life. I feel like this is the third segment off the top. Yeah. yeah. It's good. We got right into it. This, yeah. These evening pods have a different energy. It it's is. almost like a uh, mom after dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I like it. Well, and he took me like, and by the way, I was like almost going to vomit too. And then he's like, oh, do you want to? <laughs> we have a room for that. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he took me in the room where they're all analyzing the semen. Mm. And then I uh, I looked under the microscope scope, and just, I thought I was like, I'm like, I'm not going to like this. This is going to make me really queasy. But it was very cool to see all those little guys swimming.
1: Oh, yeah. wow. Whose was it? It was yours.
2: No, no, I didn't. I didn't have time to uh, mm. to do it. Did you want to? You know, sometimes in the morning, you're like a little bit. Yeah, the hungover hornies. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I I didn't. Okay. Cool. Did
0: you see the kind of materials they had in the rooms? Like, no,
2: the... there was just a TV. But I was assume most people just use their phone, wouldn't they? Because mm. what are the odds that TV is going to like
1: have your specific
2: yeah. thing that you're into? Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah,
2: the Jenna Hayes channel. <laughs> I know you don't know who it is, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: To call back to last episode. All right, all right. Well, there you go. That's an interesting way to start it. Should Mm -hmm. we uh, jump into some topics? Sure. So, Uh, well, before we do that, you went to a Raptors game, Max, and you sat courtside. I did. I got so our
1: label Universal invited the band to the to this uh, Raptors game. We were in a suite, but they also had these courtside tickets, uh, two of them. And so, in the second quarter, Mike and I got to go sit there. Mike D, your guitar player. Mike D and I. Yeah. And then in the third quarter, Nick and Tim sat there. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, manager Ash and manager Sarah got to sit there. So it was very cool. <clears throat> uh, the, but I got this one Instagram of uh, Norman
0: Powell basically falling into me at the end of the quarter. Did you know that was going to happen? No, it was just
1: total coincidence. Because so it, was,
0: it, it, was, it was the end of uh, quarter shot. So you knew that something was going to happen in that last second. They had seven seconds yeah. to shot off. So it's a good bet to film those because you might get a half-court heave. You might get some crazy three, whatever. Exactly. So he's so fall- rolling. So I, was, I roll, I'm rolling. He falls into me. Marcus All
1: picks him up. It's all happening within like a 12 second thing. It's very cool. These. Um, I ended up talking to these two guys next to me, and the and the fellow right next to me was this guy. Um, and well, it's an older gentleman. And he was. I was like, Oh, what do you do? And he asked me what I'm doing. And he says, oh, I'm in real estate. And it turns out he's from North York. Went to the same high school as my mom. So we start talking about that. I'm like, "Oh, my mom lived on this street." And he said, oh, "I used to play ball hockey on this street." Oh, that's what, oh, you went to York Mills, oh, do you know the Sorry, cuz I know some of the people that went to high school with my mom. So it's just kind of like a a nice little connection to make and and then I show him the video of Norman Powell falling into me. He goes, "Oh my god, that's so cool. Can can you send it to me?" So I said, "Yeah, no problem." So I sent it to him. And then uh he he texted me uh, like the next day. He goes, Hey, nice to meet you. This is great. Thanks, man. Mitch Goldhart. So I'm like, i oh, Mitch Goldhart. So yeah, that's, that's all. And then I, I end up, I'm like, I wonder what Mitch Goldhart does. Guess how much he's worth. The first website that comes up.
2: I'm going to say 100000000 million.
0: I'd say $25 million. $2.8 billion. Whoa! <laughs> Shit. Are those just regular court sites?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. But But he's a real estate guy. He owns all the Walmart Supercenter things. That's where the money. Imagine
2: he wanted your sperm. Oh my god! (laughs) 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 uh, Thanks for that Norm video. uh, One more thing. (laughs) Million dollars. Well, what do you plan to
0: use it for? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's my business. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's interesting. That reminds me of when I went to the. uh, I got to do the fancy seats at the uh, the Rogers Cup tennis, Mm -hmm. and I met that guy who was like into boating. (laughs) Oh yeah, and then we had each other like-minded guy. I I know. I was like, I can get into this community, Uh, but I never followed up with text. I didn't even know how to do it. Like, hey, do you want to get a drink? And I know that like 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 a lot of like networkers and sort of like um, good like sort of people that are, are are very good at social networking, they wouldn't hesitate to be like, hey, like random dude who I did get along with and met at this tennis match. I know you're probably worth a lot of money, and I'd like to get into your sort of circles. They wouldn't hesitate to be like, let's meet up for a coffee or a beer. I just it feel it would feel so weird and sort of like lecherous of me to do that that huh. I don't allow myself to but I think that you are a lot more um, you don't mind doing that
1: well and also there's a weird funny uh, thing that happens when people meet guys in bands yeah it, because like they're constantly like meeting other rich dudes. That are kind of in competition with or something like other business guys, and there's there's nothing interesting to them about it. There's like not like oh this guy's another titan of industry, like, who is it? But there's like oh this guy's in a band. Like there's like this like quote unquote artist quality that like I think gets them sort of more interested in having that kind of conversation. and I'm, I think I'm pretty good at that. So anyway, I, but I texted uh, my friend Matt Frukman. I was like Matt. So I, and I took a picture with him. So I was like Matt, see this guy in the middle? Could like, I see him? Uh, this guy. The middle guy right there. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm like, so, I, so he asked for the video I took of Norm, and I texted him. Mitch Goldhar. We hit it off because he, uh, he went to the same high school as my mom, York Mills. And then uh, I'm like, and then Matt goes, so you sat courtside and you met a rich person, and he was nice to a famous rock star who was also <laughs> sitting courtside. I don't understand the punchline of this story. <laughs> and I was like, he's just rich. 2.8 billion dollar rich. Okay, Matt. so
0: where does it go from here? Are you going to try and hang out with Mitch? Yeah, yeah, no. But come
1: he, on, what am we gonna do? I actually don't have, sincerely have. Zero he has fucking
0: courtside seats. Just to develop the friendship, and he'll mm. bring you to another game courtside, and you actually get to sit there all four quarters, not just the second. That's yeah, true. Yeah,
1: you should say,
2: uh, "Hey, Mitch, I want to invite you to the game on me,"
0: and just you, because you know
2: he'll be like, "Oh no, Max, trust me, like I, you come with me." Yeah, well, I sent
1: well, sent a, a, a picture of the tickets
2: up in the three hundred. That's what yeah. I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, should. play it dumb, like you don't know how rich he is.
1: Mm-hmm. When he hears this podcast, he'll be very, you know. If Mitch is
0: listening to this podcast, I think we should all have a hang. It might be nice, you know, (laughs) the four of us hanging out. Shane, if Mitch was going to this lawyer party tonight, would you change your mind and come? No, just
2: because I feel like I'd get so nervous around Mitch, I would need to really commit to being drunk. And right now it's hard for me to get drunk Because mm-hmm. I am a brilliant networker when I'm drinking <laughs> like, I, That's the title of this episode I, 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 I've, wo- I've woken up Like I remember you played a show at Soho House once yeah. And I was like You actually called me out in the middle of the show You're like we got a guy here who directed One of my music videos It was, it was for where are you going yeah. And everyone looked at me and was like who? Oh, and then I proceeded to get like really confident and cocky Because I knew all <laughs> eyes around me So I got kind of drunk And I was yelling stuff out the whole show Like yeah, yeah, I fuck
1: mean- now Like I was just like
2: being an idiot. But anyway, that morning I woke up with all these phone numbers from guys and they were like, Hey man, so we still on for that meeting. And they were like, I I told the guy I was going to direct his music video. I just had so much stuff. (laughs) <laughs> but that's happened to me probably like eight times, and I just ghost all the people the next morning because yeah. I'm not as confident, obviously. Yeah, the next day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into topics. Sure. Okay,
0: so today on the show, uh, we are doing some topics. We, we haven't even to- talked
1: about
2: one
0: topic yet, have we? No. Oh. Well, We're well, just ha- the how shit. long are we? It's then? a nice hang. We're about a half hour in. Nice. Um. Well, a th- few things are going on. Uh, in the city of Toronto, there was a very scary story. Uh, was it scary? Well, I don't know. I, <laughs> I thought it was funny. There was a man uh, going around the downtown area uh, throwing feces at people. I'd assume his. I don't know where you would get other people's feces. Maybe you hang out uh, at toilet stalls. But uh, he was walking around and throwing poop at people. Uh, they have caught him. He is now apprehended. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did you want to talk about this story, Max? You put it as number one in the topics in the text I just text thought it was group.
1: fascinating.
2: I was just like, and it should have been number two. No. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, well, I thought this was a
2: story that you'd like. I know, and for that reason, I promised myself I was not going to make any poo jokes or light of this because it's just so on brand for me to do that. <laughs> so
0: I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to take this serious.
1: Well, do we re- do we understand the, the rationale for uh, this? Uh, I don't know if a motive
0: has come uh, out. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, I haven't been, like, riveted by this story. I feel like Manager Ash and Intern Erica, have that's been most mm. of the chatter in our mm. pod group about this story.
2: My wife did send me a funny text the other day my wife like loves this guy and how (laughs) how happy he is
0: he looks very happy
1: in the footage when he's like walking around the halls he's got a big smile on his face yeah and yeah i just want to know what his like political agenda is here because the fact that he's throwing it not at like bay street or lawyers or some other interest group but he's throwing it at universities I don't understand where he's getting at there because people generally like universities. Not that they don't have their own issues, but.
2: Well, I, let's, I would like to assume that this person is mentally unwell. Sure. I don't think this is just a normal. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, but you don't think he has an agenda that could be worth uh, understanding?
2: Possibly. A mm. lot of people are saying it could be racially motivated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my wife, my wife's having like horrible morning sickness, like all pregnancy sickness. Mm. It's like the worst pregnancy ever. But she sent me a text that said, I can't look at this picture and not smile. It's impossible. His smile is so infectious.
0: He loves poop jumping, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> But he's just so happy. He actually
0: looks like Charlie Murphy. Well, they say if you have a job that you love, you never work a day in your life. That's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's funny. Um, yeah, I guess we don't really know much else.
0: Well, right? OK, here's a question. If somebody throws poo on you, say you're one of these victims. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Do you freak out? <laughs> <Isn't> That's not nice. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like. Well, at least he was happy as you're wiping feces off your face. Like, ha- like let's let's empathize with the victims for a second. How would you feel? Like, if someone threw shit on me as I was walking through the halls of mm-hmm. my university, I think I'd be stunned. Obviously, like. I guess once I realized what it was, depending on the sort of like uh, the level of smellage, I might vomit.
2: Wouldn't it be awesome though? Because this news story went so viral so fast mm. that people were like looking out for him and almost ready for him to attack. Mm. If you just had a little shit or piss of your own and he comes at you and you're like, boom, you just get him oh. in the face. Wouldn't that be wicked the justice? The only way to,
0: to stop a poo thrower, uh, the only way to urine stop- in the face might be worse. The only way to stop a bad poo thrower is a good guy with the poo. <laughs>
2: I was like, Mike is going to say something really good here. No, He's working it out. I was
0: trying to go with like uh, with gun control. They're like people that are advocates for, oh, for having yeah. guns. It's like the way to stop a bad guy with a gun. is a, a good, good guy deal? with a yeah, gun. Okay. I was trying to do that with the poo guy by basically like fighting <laughs> shit with shit. Man, these evening ones have a different vibe. I'll tell you that.
2: I want to fight for that to be the name of the episode. That's funny.
0: <laughs> fight shit with shit?
2: No, the way you worded it, like kind of clunky. So. Oh, God. Nightmare. <laughs> Who do you think would handle poo being thrown on them the best?
0: I will say, oh, I think okay. as a, as a, as dads, I change a lot of diapers. Mm. I deal with shit on a daily basis mm. now. Before I was a dad, I think I would be a lot more sort of like... Like, poo isn't as gross as it once was to mm. me conceptually. I feel like I'm dealing with it constantly. It is my own kid's poo, so it's not as, the same. But I just feel like uh, I'm handling it all the time now. So it's not as much of a foreign sort mm-hmm. of thing. So I don't know if I'd be the best at it. It'd probably be more the insult than the actual physical poo. But uh, this is, wow, this episode. This is really the grossest is, episode. This is the most bottle, bottle, bodily far. fluid episode we've ever done.
1: Maybe because Erica's not here just to give us like disapproving looks.
0: I feel like she would the talk, This, situation. <laughs> this is <the laughs> locker room talk. Uh, who do you think, Shane, would handle it the worst? I think you. Oh, interesting. Oh, out of the three of us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you'd have
2: the funniest reaction. I think yeah. Like you would be the guy I'd want to see, if, if, like filmed. <laughs> and I think Max would be, depending on the day, because sometimes you uh, you have no tolerance for that. But now it seems like you'd actually like to have it happen. Yeah,
1: it kind of would be. I'd like to be part of the story.
2: <laughs> Normally, though, I'd say I'd handle it the best.
1: How'd you How'd you react? It?
2: I would just probably play it cool. <laughs> oh! Moon <laughs> walks out of there with shit all Do over you know his who face. Looks
1: cool. That guy. <laughs>
2: Something's different
0: about you today, Shane. <laughs> Go to the office, smoking a cigarette, you have not removed the poo from your face. Oh, oh my God. God. Uh, nothing bothers that guy. Cool <laughs> as a cucumber. Smells terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, <that's so> <laughs> oh, man i don't think the nut would handle a poo oh he, he'd
1: be the worst like when when he Dan, would probably when, go when to Dan's therapy a dog <laughs> like chewed up virtuals the nuts shoes like he had almost had a heart attack and like had to go see a counselor or something it's just like so
2: brutal <laughs> i can never take him seriously though when he's mad though like how would he like all right you got your poo in your head now get out of here like i can't picture <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. like i've never really seen him like truly mad and taking him seriously
0: he got mad at us one time. Mm-hmm. It was late. Like you in general. Oh, I think I know yeah. the story. He, I, 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 can we tell that story in the pot or no? No, let's, nah. let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, our next topic, Obama shared an article from Vox uh, essentially about the way that you would talk with people who hold opposing views than you. So like, I think that this article probably came out on the eve of Thanksgiving because it a did. lot of American families are going home uh, and spending time with their their families who maybe have different political views in that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're, they're mega people or Trump people. And then they're sort of the, the younger generation is very much not that. Then they got to go sit around a dinner table and all of them have to basically avoid talking about anything other than neutral shit or else it all explodes. So this article sort of tells you the most, more effective ways to, I guess, get people to either understand where you're coming from or bend more toward your position on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and there's the two sort of tactics they talked about, which was sort of like, uh, a moral equivalency was, was a one way to do it, like mm-hmm. to basically sort of like...
1: Number one, if the argument you find convincing doesn't resonate with someone else, find out what does. And number two was... Just listen. Yeah, it's just basically just like listen. And I thought this was... Uh, I was hoping, Shane, you'd come... I didn't realize how hungover you were today. I was hoping you'd like get somebody on the phone and... And try to convince him of something. You were obsessed with Collins, I yeah. gotta
2: say. Wait, you honestly thought, uh, in the entire freedom history, I've never gotten someone on the phone, oddly, except for today. Mm. But you, you expected me to just be passionate about this Obama issue, which is the most max issue of all time. <laughs> like, literally, Obama's advice is the most generic bullshit. Like, anyone goes, hey, uh, guys, what do we all uh, listen Obama's so smart. I know. I love him.
1: Like, anyone could say this. This is not a story to talk about. Uh, I disagree because I feel like no one actually does the things that he's uh, espousing. Mm-hmm. That, that's like, I mean, sure, it's very simple advice, but it's actually like a good reminder of like how to
0: possibly get through to someone. Mm. I don't know. I find like I'm fascinated always in every angle or side of every issue. So although I personally lean left and have my own views, Shane will test Like I go on foxnews.com every day, and, and I read a few articles, five, six articles, and I just like, I like to see both sides, what do you like? Sorry,
2: sorry, at? I'm just coming up with dumb jokes, but I'm You're not like, going to no, like, no, no, I was just picturing you watching Alex Jones for like five hours of your work day, and people walking by, and thinking things about you, I see all sides, all sides. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know where everyone's coming from.
0: Uh, I do not watch Alex Jones' videos, but I will, because I know that a large majority of conservatives do get their news from Fox.com, FoxNews.com. So I'm just interested to know the way that those pieces are written, like sort of the, 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 the tone uh, that they take. And then, of course, I read a lot of CNN. and I actually don't read super like far-left stuff, uh, surprisingly. Like I, I think CNN, although they're like center-left, But anyway, long story long is like I'm actually am fascinated in the argument from the other side. So like Mm -hmm. when I'm reading this thing, it did actually seem kind of like obvious advice to me. Shane, do you think you're good at convincing people to take another side?
1: Yeah. Yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm very manipulative.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Who would you you say you change the mind of Alex very often? But
2: how I change people's minds is so they don't even know their minds are being changed. Mm, You're that good. You're like Obama. Well, it's just I'm I'm not extreme with uh, when somebody's really like passionate. Mm. I won't fight them the way they want me to. Mm. I'll kind of like agree with them and I'll uh, I'll
0: listen.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>? <laughs> Mike, what do you think? Are, do you, are I'm you probably
0: get- more abrasive, uh, or I do get I get I'll get passionate, but I do think that I, I have to like I do listen. Like I, I like you know I've had <clears throat> conversations with family members who lean very much more right you know I was in a long car ride actually uh, with one over the last couple months and we ended up having a very long conversation sort of about ideology and sort of political leanings and all that stuff but I thought it was a great conversation because like all of our friends tend to sort of think the same way mm-hmm. so it's like you kind of end up in an echo chamber so I actually like being around people who come from a different point of view and then I'm like why do they come from that point of view mm-hmm. and is that interesting? Like, do I think that they're, you know, wrong? Are there places in the middle that we can meet? Are their views sort of like harmful to other uh, groups and people? And then and I like to have those conversations and then just sort of like let them say what they're saying and then ask, you know, why they feel the way that they feel if they would consider this. And then I'll bring up something mm. that's like a counterpoint. But I try not to, and I, I do do this sometimes, is because I sometimes anticipate what people are going to say. I'll answer questions they haven't even asked yet in anticipating it, and Danica gets very frustrated with me about oh, this. you explain that again? Like, <clears throat> I think I know where she's gonna go, so I'll actually stop her before she even asks me, mm. and I'll sort of like do that thing, but I know that is incredibly frustrating to people in my life. I've, I'm sure I've done it to Shane when we're having conversations, Yeah, and it's like, I know it's, it's it, so I try to quell my need to do that, um, even though I do think like I'm probably like firing about 85%, I actually do know where people are going. Mm-hmm. But even if you know, people don't like that. It's like, yeah. fuck off. No, like, you know what I mean? It's like, what do you gain by that? So I try to step back and actually be better in those ideological conversations.
2: Or sometimes you already have a good rebuttal. Mm. So if the person is kind of making that point, I'm using like the everybody, you, you generally you yeah. everyone does this. It, they'll bring up the, the great point that you weren't even arguing against mm. just so they get something really juicy
1: and awesome in there. Find that happens often. It's interesting. This this tactic that we're talking about kind of reminds me almost of like uh, what therapists do. Well, if you I've never seen a therapist, but I know lots of people who have, and they talk about like this idea: if you just you can talk your way through problems, and a therapist isn't going well. Actually, what you should probably do is this, or what this means, this means this means this means. they, yeah. they don't come out. They just kind of let you keep talking, talking, and then they go. But what about that? And then then, and then it leads you down a different direction. Absolutely. And then by the time you reach the end of the hour, you go, oh, I've actually worked through a problem and I'm actually in a probably better place than I was before, ideally. And it's the same thing when you're maybe arguing with someone who has... A, because there's nothing more annoying for the other person than just to go head-to-head mm. head and be butting heads the whole time. And just go, well, actually this, well, actually this. But if you let them mm. come to you, it's actually, they can find maybe a better answer. I think therapists first. suck. I hate them. Like, they never... No, but you you just said... you. You do what they do.
2: That's my point. No, but I give the answers to the people I'm manipulating. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you said you let them Shane talk has a book coming out in a year. I, I do, yeah. but like like I went to a therapist before. I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to get some answers." Just like, "How does that make you feel?" Mm. It's like this way. And it's like it's like a kid who just goes, "Why? Why? Why is this guy doing How many Why? how many sessions did you go to? Just one And I was out It was <laughs> such <laughs> Such a waste of money man
1: well, Like I'd, all these people Who love therapy I'm like What are you learning there man Nothing Well I'd say It takes more than one uh, Session to get some results
0: Shane's personality type too though Is he reads like A lot of literature That are like Sort of like How to's Self helps mm-hmm. Like you'll read like You know The laws of success ways to be successful like sort of like things that will sort of uh, help him get gain tools in life he likes answers he likes mm-hmm. like show me the path show me the way sure. and i can learn this to his point am i right about yeah, that yeah, yeah it, it's like that's not necessarily a therapist's job is to give you answers so he's not getting what his money's worth well it's like well why do you think that shane it's like i don't know that's why i'm here <laughs> tell me why am i thinking this
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. um well, I'd say that you, you know, to give it an honest shot, most people would say you need to build a bit of a rapport and then maybe mm-hmm. results start to happen. But also, therapy's not for everybody. It feels like there's a lot of people who can read a book and go, oh, I feel much better because this actually gives my life some more clarity, which is literally the point of Have therapy. you done therapy? Nope. No. I
2: think the whole gimmick is it's like, <laughs> next time I'll tell you.
1: So it's always
2: this carrot dangling that it's a never comes. Play? State's a process Shane We're learning <laughs> together And then it's like Three years deep And you didn't learn shit <laughs> I honestly think- <laughs> Oh
1: man Well There's probably some therapists Out there that might disagree And so Of course It's well, in no, their okay. best so, interest You know I know I'll just say that There's probably people Who have been to therapy Who very much disagree mm-hmm. Yeah Not the therapist
2: Yeah but they just like A soothing voice
1: yeah, And you know what That might work for some yeah. people Yeah
0: I, I ultimately, you know, we talk about this with with things like religion, with therapy, with like whatever can sort of ease your way through what is otherwise a pretty difficult life at times. It's like do what works for oh, you. Oh yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever works. Gets I'm not the gonna night, s- yeah. the old John Lennon. Song. I'm just
2: saying I hate them.
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Shane is the next poop thrower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at therapy office. <laughs> just goes to the UFT psychology office. Yeah. And then, as part of the sentence, after he gets
0: caught, is to go to therapy. like ah! Why them. did you do that, Shane? <laughs> but you have an iron diaper like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I like that joke way more than everybody um, else in the room. Yeah, okay, let me let me
1: pull up these. Uh, All right, so
0: we're we're wrapped on topics. I think we're going to to user questions, which is exciting. And I will say, uh, we did have Eric, intern Erica compile a bunch of these. Yeah, uh, I've I've actually been sort of off. Uh, the phone all day because Winnie's a little bit sick I had to pull her to daycare uh, so I haven't really read anything so I'll, I'm going in cold to all these so any answers you get from me I have not seen these questions we don't have to keep th- this to be more rapid fire uh, okay so n- not in depth uh, no. answers alright this is
1: a quick one ugly sw- uh, this is from uh, uh, Sheila Evans um, pod fan Arkell's fan hi Sheila um, ugly Christmas sweaters yay yeah or, nah. yeah or nay and who wears them out of you guys I can see Sh- Shane wearing them for sure
2: yeah I'll wear one. I'll put a jacket over it, though. Mm. Looks kind of cooler that way. Mm. And it doesn't look like you're trying to be so hipstery.
0: I like ugly Christmas sweaters. Uh, Shane and I did like a segment, uh, like a, a mixology thing mm. two years ago for much. And we had to go buy stupid like Christmas sweaters. And I still have the one that that shoot paid for because I like it. And it will come in handy over the holidays. Mm. So yay for me. I didn't
2: know you got that paid for. My mom got me mine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. Building trust, I think. Uh, yeah. I like them. I yeah. It. In. Mm. In. Okay. Uh, what up? Is from this is from uh, Canada. This is an awesome pod listener and Arkell's fan, too. Um, what up? Because you guys are all basketball enthusiasts, I was curious what you thought about the potential role of a shorter NBA season, Thanksgiving tournament, and play-ins for seven
0: to ten seeds to make the, s- the playoffs, for the seven ranked to ten ranked seeds to make the playoffs. Yeah, this is a huge, huge, huge NBA story that I actually haven't even talked about with my NBA friends uh, yet. You, you haven't talked about it. I haven't no. talked to anyone about it, but I, I mean, I have thoughts. But yeah, the the... Uh, Woj and Zach Lowe, former podcast are reporting that the NBA is considering radical changes like Max just described. Uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm kind of for it. Like I really am only because like, I know the argument against is it messes with historical records, meaning like the, 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 the bulls that won, you know, whatever it was, the 72 games or 71 games, can't remember. Uh, or like scoring records. It's like everyone played 82 games. That's how we measure modern basketball against history. But ultimately, I think if it makes it more fun in the season or there's like sort of like a European football soccer style tournament in the middle of the season, like imagine all of us getting excited about a tournament tournament in December for the Raptors, like especially if you're a shitty team, like the Raptors are a really good team, you know, they're like a top five team in the NBA. But like say you're one of those teams that's like sitting around 15, 16. That's what you have to be excited about. So if it makes the product better and makes the game more fun and gives you a reason to be excited for like, listen, I'm going to watch every game no matter what. So I'm not really the target. I'm watching all 82 games. I'm in for the playoffs. I consume the product. at such a crazy level. But if for like the peripheral people that might actually like bring more people in, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like the reason that the league exists is to generate revenue and, and interest. And I think that this might do it. So I'm not super traditionalist when it comes to it. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I'm in. I don't like change,
2: so mm-hmm. I say keep it the same. I like the game with inside the game, too, meaning if you're doing load management and little tricks and getting other players to play who might not normally play, that's great for player development, which I think like the Raptors were kind of forced into with the injury of Serge and Kyle, yep. and it mm-hmm. really brought guys on the floor who were like, this guy's not actually a bench player. He's kind of like a pretty good mm-hmm. guy, you know what I mean? With the... What's his name? Uh, who's the Rodman guy we got? Uh, uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Yeah, without those injuries, yeah. he,
0: like he kind of really emerged out of that as like a decent player because he couldn't get it, he couldn't crack mm-hmm. the rotation, and then now he's been amazing.
2: So I think with a, a longer season, load management will probably be the the realistic solution they're going to do, and then players like that guy will get more time.
0: Traditionalists, keep it the same.
2: Yeah, but with a, a little game inside the game, and that, it's like a chess game. Like, how are you going to play your really good guys and stuff yeah. like that.
1: I like it. I like the idea of trying different things. You know, it's funny. It's like baseball for a very long time only had you know the, the winner of each division make the playoffs, and then they add the wild card. And I think the wild card is actually really good for baseball because there's like a play-in game. They've expanded it on a, a couple of occasions, and I think it just makes the season more exciting because there's more t- teams that get a chance to make the playoffs. People love that play-in game. Yeah, the play-in the game the is really good, game? so I think that's a good example. Also, they did a thing where they started to do interleague baseball. And I remember for the first five seasons when the National League started to play the American League, it was very exciting. I was like, oh, this is so cool. The Blue Jays get to play the Chicago Cubs. And, and a pitcher's going to hit. And a is going to hit. Like Those things yeah. were awesome changes, and I'm glad they expanded it. And, um, but I'd also say I'm kind of over interleague play. I wouldn't mind if that didn't exist anymore. So when it comes to basketball... Why is that
0: even a big deal, like interleague? Oh, well,
1: well, because for...
0: Ever, up until basically like like the Yankees never would have played the Cubs. Yeah. But who gives a shit? Well, MLB fans, they want to see two iconic teams play. But it's just baseball teams playing baseball teams. It's not-
1: Imagine if the Raptors never had a chance to, to play, play the, the Lakers. Lakers because they were in a different division. Yeah,
2: but you said you're over interleague.
1: No, I'm saying the first five years, I thought it was really cool. Now, I don't really care quite as much. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even mind So, the is the separation. argument
0: that change eventually becomes stale?
1: No, I'm just saying I think the argument is let's try things and see what really sticks mm-hmm. and feels good over time and what you can live without. So, it's like so now in baseball, I kind of like the idea of teams have never facing each other after we've had this chance to see them play against each other. But I'm really happy that there's a wild card th- game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think wild card is the one that sticks – interleague thing i'm glad we tried i don't need to see it anymore that's just me personally so with this nba playoff stuff sorry with like this tournament idea eh, you know maybe it's shit maybe it's like this is frivolous and we don't need it Mm -hmm. or maybe it's like oh this actually makes the christmas holidays amazing or whatever yeah yeah. right and so i just think that people need to be open to experiment a little bit more because you never know what you're going to stumble onto like and and to give it time to see if it's a good idea. I always think about like municipal politics when it comes to like in Hamilton the the bus lane. Where basically it's like we're, it was a 6-month pilot project to see if we could have a bus lane in downtown Hamilton. Everybody fucking complained about it because it made like one less lane for traffic. Every every driver was like, "Oh, it's congested downtown." But it's just like and then after six months, they got rid of it because there was enough complaining about it. But I was like, oh, you, I think you need like a year and a half to see if people's habits change and maybe it's for the betterment of the city because more people are taking the bus. And the best example of this though is the King Street pilot project in Toronto where basically cars are not allowed to drive on King Street for more than one block because it's only uh, that road is designated mostly for the streetcar mm. so between Young Street and Bathurst it's there's only a King Street and it's it, so there's only a streetcar and it makes um ooh we oh have some yeah. drinks come oh okay yes. wow ooh. someone just uh, dan, dan this oh, is the geez. best is this at the wow hmm. uh, thank you are you going what are you doing Oh geez. This is uh, we're gonna drink delivered from our very own Dan Howie. Uh, thank you, Dan. Yeah, I was I was fresh out, so this is perfect. Let's go raps. Thank you. Mm. Go wraps. But um but but and when they first started this pilot project, uh, all the restaurant owners were like, We fucking hate this. Where are our customers gonna park their car? And then everyone was like, Wait a second, everyone's just living in a condo walking to your restaurants, can we just try this? A year later, it's a massive success and I'm glad we kinda pushed through. Is it weird that guy didn't bring me or Mike in? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, well, he doesn't know you guys. I feel like he was even looking at you. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. weird, man. Was it that weird?
0: That poor taste. What are we just going to hand? I do it on? know that guy. Well, we, um. we need Shaney to have a sip yeah, so yeah. That he can get excited about coming to this he's, lawyer he's party. not even
1: done his drink. Well, I, I need, a need a delicious one. Okay, he pineapple didn't finish drink. his first one.
2: And I'm, then, the, I'm not done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh,. Yeah, so okay. me and Shane are, in, or sorry, me and Max are in favor of these good. new rule changes and proposals. Shaney is a traditionalist; says, "Fuck it, keep it the same." It's pretty drastic, though. Adding wild cards it, a lot. It really is less than shortening an NBA season. Receding too, to talk mm-hmm. about, which is, I think,
1: kind of cool. Okay, I don't totally understand this, but I'm going to try to read it anyway. The, Mo- the Motley Crew farewell tour, comeback tour. As who a who topic. wrote this? This is from a- uh, Andrew Hyde. Okay, yeah. from online. I can right. explain it. Uh, do fans have quote a right to be mad? After the whole contract to never tour thing, the joke about free tickets, only, uh, et cetera, only to come back, or is this par for the course with farewell tours these days?
0: So, so, set up the story. I don't know the story. So,
2: Motley Crue did a whole gimmick where I'm it was. i like, surprised you know this. Well, I like Motley Crue. You do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> he's, he's, he's part of the Crew Crew. For my 30th birthday, I went to a concert. Like, Motley for the Crue? big 3 yeah. My stepdad uh, Brad made me a, a leather jacket that said Motley Crue on the back. It was very cool, actually. Uh, do you still have it? Uh, I don't know where I went Hmm.
0: Have people ever compared you to Tommy Lee?
2: Uh, With all these tats I compare myself to him quite often actually (laughs) Um, You got a bit of a Tommy Lee vibe I can see
0: people saying that I like it Yeah,
2: Uh, He's cool Uh, What was I saying? Oh okay so um, I'm like Tommy Lee No I'm kidding (laughs) 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 Basically Motley Crue That is delicious by the way It is Uh, Motley Crue did a big cash grab move Where they're like We promise we're never touring again This is our last tour How many years ago? Uh, It was probably like... Four years ago, <laughs> signed a contract that they'd never tour again, and now they have this whole campaign. It's like leave it to Motley Crue to break the rules, and then they <laughs> they tear apart their contract and like light it on fire, and the screen explodes. And then, like, wow! <laughs> so now they're back for the last time ever. Like, get your chance. Of you know? course, it's like when Disney used to be like Dumbo's going in the vault. Yeah, it's like what? What do you mean? It's gonna come out of the vault. It's pretty easy to see Dumbo. Yeah, but they, my mom would get so scared. Like Dumbo's gonna be gone. So she would <laughs> scoop up all the Disney films <laughs> Your mom was in the demo yeah. <laughs> Disney's tricking 50 <Yeah.
0: laughs> year old women Dumb So do we think it's Disingenuous Obviously do we think that they're like It's a marketing play from the start Probably Do we think that it's fraud
2: Eh, it's just you, you can't be fooled. it's like clickbait it's like when Jay-Z and uh, no no, it was Kanye and 50 Cent mm-hmm. said that they're gonna ret- the, whoever doesn't get the number one album sale is gonna retire uh, it's yeah. like they're not retiring it's no. like a big <laughs> joke when a rapper says he's retiring
1: yeah yeah, music's all fun and games really especially when, with a goofy band like Motley Crue it's like who, who gives a shit what we actually get mad about it. it's like Elton John's been on this farewell tour but the farewell tour was a two and a half year or like three year tour. He's been through Toronto like six times. I know he keeps farewell. coming back.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I still and I love Elton. I'd love to go to a show. I'd
1: love to. And then you are like, this is the last time. Yeah. You are like, well, he's got like six more dates on this farewell. Tour. Did you go to tour. any of them?
0: I went to the one Madison Square Garden. Oh, it nice, was very good. I yeah, I got, I got I got to lean on our buddy the nut. I'd love to go see Elton. Yeah, he's good. He finishes
1: every song and he like kind of hits the top of the piano, stands up and gives like, I did that. I did that. And he's like kind of pointing at himself after Interesting. he every song. It's good. It's a comedy a bit? Yeah. Nice. Well, I don't think he's
0: being be funny. I'm proud that he wrote these massive yeah. hits. Yeah.
2: But he had a he has a partner who writes the lyrics, the lyrics yeah. exactly, which someone says is the hardest
1: part. Would you ever work with a lyric writer at Max? No, we've done some co writes in the past where the people have helped with lyrics.
0: But I mean, do you really feel like the the lyrics are your voice? That that's how people uh, are connecting with you, or like let's say an amazing poet came along and was like, "Here's the lyrics, just write melodies and and, and chords around it." It's a good question because I think I'd like to think that like the. The Arkells sort
1: of like storytelling worldview, like comes sort of from me. Not to say that I haven't had a ton of help from the guys in the band and other producers and this and that, but uh, to be totally um, removed from that might feel a little foreign. But then I go, Is that my ego getting in the way? Should I just like try to experiment something different? I don't know. What if Bernie Topin, Elton's guy, gave you he's like, Here are five songs. That's a good like press angle. So I'd be like, Yo, Arkells and Bernie did a song together. So that's true. Do you think if I
2: wrote the lyrics for knocking at the door, same melody, everything? Do you think it would be as popular or more popular?
1: Mm, what would the song be? But
2: I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would still be I'm knocking at the door.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah.